15-year-old Dylan walked through the gates proudly for his first day on the job, junior lifeguard at Monterey Municipal Swimming Pool. As he approached the gate, he nervously told the senior lifeguard behind the desk, Um, I think I'm supposed to be starting today. Oh, the new kid! Follow me to the break room, I can get y'all set up. My name's Michaela, what's yours? Dylan introduced himself, feeling more at ease about the daunting job thanks to Michaela's warm welcome. As part of his first day training, she showed him all around the facility. The diving board, the deep end, the bleachers, the kiddie pool. Dylan grew more confident that this was the role for him. So you'll have to clock out during those breaks. The boss is real stickler about that. And if you're not on guard duty, you'll probably be mopping or some other crew work. Boss's orders. Oh, and during the summer, we get Mondays off. It's all pretty routine stuff. Dylan glowed with excitement. Is there anything unusual about the job? Hmm, I don't think so. It's the only place I've ever worked. Oh, do you shave? The boss prefers the guys to have facial hair to appear tougher. <laughs> Outside, cannon shot rang out. Oh yeah, and our boss is a stereotypical 1700s pirate. Follow me. What? <laughs> the two ran to the poolside to join the other lifeguards standing at attention. The pair joined in formation with the crew. Avast ye young scallywags. As I've been telling ye, there have been reports of new treasure to be found. When I come bearing joyful titans, I have found such treasure. And him name be Dylan, our new junior assistant. The crew of teenagers roars in hearty applause. Welcome Dylan, on to other business. I have a grave tale for ye. Today, as the sun kissed the horizon, I awakened to a sight most unsettling. A lone crow perched upon me sill, sportin' but a single eye. Now mark me words, for tis an ill omen foretelling the approach of a fearsome darkness. Brave lifeguards, tis upon your shoulders to ready yourselves for battle. Seek ye muskets within each locker, and when this spectral fiend materializes, unleash your fury without a moment's doubt. Show no mercy, for the fate of the waters rests upon your valiant souls. Also, we have the Patterson birthday party coming in today, <laughs> so make sure the children don't run with cake in their hands like the last time. The teenagers yelled, huzzah, and raised their orange rescue tubes like sabers. Afterward, Dylan nervously pulled Michaela aside to ask, Is is Captain McCracken always so piratey? It doesn't seem safe to me to give everyone guns. Michaela shrugged him off. Oh, that's just Mr. Captain McCracken. You'll get to love him. He pays us in doubloons. <laughs> Dylan went home after his first day and relayed all of this information to his horrified parents. His parents called City Hall, who informed the Monterey Parks and Rec Department. The next day, Dylan returned to the pool to see that the gates were closed to the public. He opened the gate using his keycard and turned the corner to find his fellow crew members wailing sea shanties between heavy, <laughs> sorrowful sobs. How could he abandon us? We were a crew! Michaela waved Dylan over to the group. I don't know if you heard the news. We arrived to the pool this morning to find Mr. McCracken's resignation letter floating in a bottle. All of our <laughs> All of our muskets were gone too. 
Everyone is saying he sailed out on a new voyage, but rumor has it he got fired. Dylan grabbed his neck and shrugged. Oh, uh, well, it's probably for the best, huh? I mean, didn't we all set out to be lifeguards instead of pirates? The crew shouted, Mutiny! Traitor! Make him walk the diving board! <laughs> Just then, the wind shifted and the sky turned a heavy gray. Then flash, a bolt of lightning struck nearby, and a scream of thunder shook the deck. The group heard a treacherous, guttural laughing and turned to face the kiddie pool. <laughs> Their eyes locked on a ghastly figure. I trust ye found my one-eyed raven in time to be forewarned. The name's Oswald, though you can call me Calypso the Sea Beast. <laughs> lightning rolled again as he laughed. Calypso was a giant Pacific octopus with a pirate captain's hat, a grizzly beard, and a flintlock pistol. What? Now, where be Captain McCracken? Time to settle our blood feud. <laughs> the kids looked around, but even the senior lifeguards were frozen staring at this ghoulous visage. You mean to say the yellow-bellied captain deserted ye? On the one day it was important for him to be here to protect you? How unfortunate for the likes of his crew. Dylan's skin ran cold. Well, if I can't fight McCracken, then I shall devour his crew one by one. Just then, UFC and WWE World Heavyweight <laughs> Champion Brock Lesnar oh, walked God. up to the gate asking, Hey, uh, are you guys open? <laughs> he wore sunscreen on his nose, UFC gloves, and his normal black boxing trunks, but with a net inside. <laughs> he walked in and up to for support. He walked in and up to the lifeguards, trying to pay the entry fee. He asked, "Hey, hey, is that Calypso? Hey, Calypso! <laughs> <laughs> that guy owes me treasure, you know. Don't worry, I'll take care of this." Good sailor, Brock. Return from whence ye came. Tisn't your fight to have. Besides, I have a pistol, and when it comes to appendages, I have ye bested, said Calypso, his eight tentacles writhing. Brock met the octopus eye to eye, flexed his biceps, and said, Don't worry. I'm well armed. Come <laughs> <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> you are out of control. It's been three weeks in a row when you've looked at us dead serious and been like, all right, we got to start making these shorter. So we, can, we can't keep doing seven minute gold opens. <laughs> I, I dare you to write a shorter giant Pacific octopus story. It's the only way. I guess it was true to the genre. Yep. Well, avast ye and take heed, good Broctagon listeners. You're in the Broctagon right now, the only show that answers hypothetical questions about nonsensical fights featuring UFC and WWE World Heavyweight Champion Brock Lesnar. Uh, I'm Aaron. We got Sean and Cameron here this week, as always. Yo. You guys good, I guess? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Sean, your, uh, your pirate impersonation was uh, was great. Thank you very much. Really it, it felt good to get tapped for a line reading. I can do exactly one character and you just heard it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only one I have in the chamber. <laughs>
This week's question comes to us from an Instagram direct message. Uh, I'll go ahead and read it. It says, Dear Bractagon team, last week I visited our community shared pool. Seeing the children splash around and shoot a basketball at one of those floating hoops got me wondering, could Brock Lesnar defeat a giant Pacific octopus in a kiddie pool? Here are the rules. The fight starts in the kiddie pool, but they can take the fight wherever they want. Bleachers, diving Mm. board, deep end, water slide, you name it. Mm. Rule two, you are allowed to give Brock any weapon you want, but if you do, the octopus gets eight of that weapon. What? For reference, most giant Pacific octopi weigh around 50 pounds and measure between 7 and 13 feet. The largest on record weighed 200 pounds and was 20 feet across. If all of their suction cups pull in the same direction, they can pull with 700 pounds of force. Also, Brock Lesnar broke the Undertaker streak at WrestleMania 30. (laughs) Oh, good. Love the podcast. You dorks are the best part of my week. Jacob in Los Feliz, California. (laughs) (laughs) Jacob, thank you very much. Oh, wow. man. I'm, I don't want to do it, but I'm going to Google it. I'm, do, I'm I'm Googling as well. Oh, it's worse than I thought. Mm-hmm. No, oh, look at this. This like is it. terrible. Someone's rescuing one of those things from an oil spill. No. Don't do that. <laughs> Set it on fire. <laughs> Attack when it's weak. <laughs> Set it on fire. Just light a match underwater and get it done with. <laughs> <laughs> those things are smart, too. This is what scares me. I would yeah. give him eight of anything. That's a problem, too. I was trying to think of a weapon I could give Brock that the octopus would have no idea. Like 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 a switchblade, you know what I mean? Something that's like, it yeah. has like a safety on it. Uh-huh. He could figure it out. Yeah. I, he just I starts like, got it. What, what, what are those, like the butterfly knives? He just starts like whipping <laughs> them around. Doing you know? tricks. <laughs> the octopus is like whipping that thing around and Brock just like pulls the plug out of the pool and just the water starts to drain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. So smart. I'd like to try to see you stop me, Broccoli. Hey, wait, what are you doing? <laughs> Put that back. Well, hey, you think that would be the end of it? They can escape anything. What do you mean? Have you ever seen an octopus in jail? <laughs> I didn't think so. Even if it's like a, like things that are like sealed shut, like if there's a little gap open, yeah, they don't have bones, so they can just like, it might take them a while. But they can just like, you know, like squeeze through. So flushing it down the drain, still out there. You're just delaying the inevitable. (laughs) I guess if you like flush the octopus, you didn't end the fight. You just rescheduled it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The octopus's terms. Yeah. When it comes, when it comes to an octopus, you got to treat it like it, like it's the one ring, you know, you like, you got to throw it in a volcano. (laughs) That's the only way. Octopus on top of Mount Doom. Uh, oh man it has a gun it has okay so all all the stuff i threw in like those kind of details in the story that's just for fun but the rules the rules of the question are if you give brock a weapon then the octopus gets eight of those Mm. for your simulation you can give brock whatever you want it's up to you okay i think i got a weapon it starts in the kiddie pool i'm sorry to interrupt you yeah yeah no yeah it starts in the kiddie pool but like they can use the entire facility Okay. I think I got a weapon that would that would work in Brock's favor. A bow and arrow. Oh. An octopus is smart, but I don't think it has the wherewithal to be like, oh, okay, like let me pull this back and, and do all this. Like that takes a little bit more coordination than I think an octopus is capable of. Unfortunately for you, this octopus is an Eagle Scout. It is <laughs> yeah. well trained. 
That's not a bad pick, Cam. Yeah, reasonably. I mean, I, I still wouldn't want the octopus to have eight arrows or four arrows, as the case may be. Either yeah, way, seriously. Like, well, I just I guess I imagined it like knives or like like lightsabers just spinning oh. around. I mean, it, it might catch on after having like <laughs> like General Grievous. Yeah. I think Brock could just stand back and wait for that thing to cut itself in half at yeah. that point. Oh, like, that's such a great it's idea. Too many. That's too many. <laughs> give Brock a lightsaber. Give it eight lightsabers, <laughs> and then it'll just like suck. yeah, it'll just. Uh, Slice itself. Yeah, it'll hibachi itself. <laughs> this is how Brock prepares calamari. It's to properly like earn its respect. He has to fight the octopus himself. I think any weapon you give Brock is so fun to imagine the octopus. Like, if you give Brock a flamethrower and an octopus has eight flamethrowers. <laughs> I thought about what if you gave the octopus, I, I'm deciding against this, but what if it was like a kettlebell, like a 50-pound kettlebell that to Brock Lesnar is like nothing? An octopus couldn't oh, pick that up. Oh, that's a great pick. But the problem, I liked it until I thought, that just gives the octopus more weight. So if that thing can get its hands on Brock, it can force him underwater way easier. Like, it uses, like, mm. three tentacles to it pull him. submerge him. Exactly. And then the five weights to, like, anchor itself better the, for more, like, torque. The question said it could pull 700 pounds if it's pull using all of its arms mm. in the same direction. All right. I think I have my weapon. I'm going to give Brock one grenade for the <laughs> octopus... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> There's no way. I like to hear the logic behind this. Listen, I thought of this, but I was I thought of grenades. That's a ten out of ten. I thought of grenades, but I was like, no, that's stupid. That's he dumb. doesn't know how to. Oh, he doesn't no, know it's, it's a not. thing you throw. He's just gonna pull the pin and explode himself. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I don't even think the octopus is gonna know to pull the pin. So I think that's what I think. Plan A is Brock throws it, and the octopus is like, "Ow, is that all you got? I have eight of these." You boom, and then it explodes. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Yeah, and it sets off the other ones. You know what? That's actually a great idea. And if worse comes to worse, and the octopus somehow figures it out, well, then it can really only have four because it has to use the other tentacles to pull the pin. <laughs> <laughs> the numbers advantage isn't as bad. So I think that's my final answer. That's pretty good. Eight grenades is actually, yeah. For, I thought it was stupid, but now that you, uh, I mean, it's still stupid, but now that you say it out loud, <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, of course. Eight That's grenades. this entire show, by the way. <laughs> it's still stupid. Show. Yeah. <sighs> That's the hook. You know what I mean? I think you spend the first five minutes of any given episode of the Proctagon going, Man, I should a... never listen to this again. Yeah, you go, this is the stupidest thing. And then by minute 12, you're like, I don't know. Is he faster than a gazelle? <laughs> I've never There's seen no a gazelle way. run. <laughs> but with the katana, he has a good opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great one. Like Brock Lesnar versus a gazelle, but he has a katana and like a BMX bike. <laughs> oh, I think I like this more. Oh man, I I give it to Brock. I don't. There's no way a gazelle can beat him, right? So it's just about like the gazelle escaping. It, it would have to escape. Let's their their whole. Dang it, we're doing it to ourselves. We're talking about how stupid the show is. And look, look where we are. Look where we are. It works on us too, listener. It, it works fails. on us. <laughs> we're we're stuck in this whirlpool. It's the unbeatable we, formula of podcasting. We can't no get out. No one is stronger than this. <laughs> okay, how about this? 
I can't wait till we have like Michelle Obama on trying to promote her book. <laughs> and she she's like passionately arguing. Okay, boys, consider this. We do the hot ones business model. You can pitch your book if you can resist arguing with us about Brock Lesnar fighting a hundred beavers in a Home Depot. <laughs> if you can get to the end and not have a strong opinion, you can push whatever product you want. That's such a good question. I want to talk about that question now. You see? <laughs> okay, but seriously, back to the gazelles thing. I want it in Ikea. You want it in Ikea? That's okay. a lot of room. That's a lot of ground to cover. And probably more like a forest. Like, I would argue that's better for the gazelle. Yeah, yeah okay. That definitely so, works against Brock. So Brock starts at the Brock starts at the door downstairs. And the gazelle is just like randomly placed in the IKEA. Yeah. If the if the gazelle can walk out the doors, then he wins. But he doesn't like he doesn't know what an IKEA is. He doesn't know yeah. where to go to go for the doors. Hmm. I say that's that's like super obvious, Brock, because he could hear it scrambling. Uh-huh. So if you to even the score, if you played really loud music in the store the entire time, so Brock couldn't hear, I okay. think that's an even fight. How about this? I, 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 I want to try and make it more gazelle even. <laughs> the gazelle gets gazelles. eight katanas. <laughs> There's two gazelles, and if either escapes, then the, then the gazelles win. So he has to get both of them before one of them escapes. And is the music playing? Yes. Okay. I mean, he Man. could just wait by the door. That's a pretty good strategy. He could just wait by the door. Do you think he would? No, the man's a hunter. No, he, he yeah. wouldn't do that. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Part of part of hunting, some forms of hunting, are a lot of sitting around and waiting, like deer hunting. You got to like, sit in that stand for like, what, 12 hours? And then like a deer walks by and you're like, okay, nobody breathe. I had an uncle that would take me hunting as a kid, Cam. And like, we, I'm serious. We would sit there for like hours, just like cleaning the gun and drinking coffee and stuff. Everybody else in that Ikea was so annoyed. They were like, please go somewhere <laughs> Everyone else. else in the Ikea. <laughs> There's no gazelle in here, sir. Man, fish are not biting today. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say Brock had a BMX bike? Uh, in the woods, but if it, I, I don't know if, it, if you want it in the Ikea or not. I don't think he's fast hey. enough to catch a gazelle on a BMX bike. Like those are like the little Not ones. Not on an that, IKEA. No, 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 no. Those are the little ones that they do stunts on, right? I don't think there's room in an IKEA for a. You said it was. Wait a minute. Did you say a BMX bike? Yeah. Oh my god, I'm thinking of an ATV. <laughs> uh, what about a Segway? Well, uh, I think Segway a Segway is IKEA. A Segway is too slow, though. Would you meet me at a moped? What about? Uh, yes, I'll meet you at a moped. Perfect, a moped. How about a mobility scooter? But. It's been modified <laughs> with one of those like fuel powered. injection things. Yeah. It has NOS. So yeah, yeah. So it can get up to like twenty five miles an hour. It's been modified. So or, a gazelle or, or thirty drive. miles an hour. A gas powered hover around. That's so great. It it's it's the maneuverability that I'm thinking about. Because in IKEA, it's a crowded place. Yeah. Okay, back to the octopus. Can we all agree? No, 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 no. A hundred beavers in the Home Depot. <laughs> we can't blow this. past that. What? A hundred, what? I wish. A hundred beavers in a Home Depot. <laughs> Whatever we name this episode, it needs to have like two asterisks next to it. Because <laughs> it's basically three questions. It's just a rabbit hole. Brock first the <laughs> rabbit hole. Yes. A <laughs> hundred beavers in a Home Depot, you said? Yeah. And you know what the worst part is? 
the beavers get three days of prep time. <laughs> oh man. They get to prep for three <laughs> days. All 100 have on like those little orange aprons. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, like there's, there's a guy who's like, Hey, can you chop this uh two by four and a half? And they're like, ah, sure thing. <laughs> <laughs> the Home Depot song is playing. Okay. All right. I, I've hammered out one more detail. It's a hundred beavers in Home Depot. They have three days of prep time, but leading them is both of the property brothers from HGTV. <laughs> They're in their element at a hardware store, and now they have an army of beavers. We'll do this Napoleon style. Brock has to either kill all hundred beavers or both the property brothers. Legally, this is not a threat. This is not a threat. This is not a threat. We have no beef with you, but if you don't tweet about our show in the next 24 hours, <laughs> we have a hundred feral beavers on their way to your house. Does he have to kill them or does he just, you know what? Either way, it sounds bad. Like kill them or incapacitate them. I'll settle for incapacitate. Uh, I think that would be no problem for Brock. I, I think we just need to take the, uh, the they're the, just, they're just the leaders. He doesn't have to kill them. He just has to kill the hundred beavers. That, I think that's where we're getting caught up. Is yeah, it's killing two real people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just so we're clear, we're not doing that. No one is doing that. HGTV <laughs> lawyers. We're no one's talking about that. Have a great day. But if you don't tweet about, <laughs> <a bunch, laughs> we're gonna see if you have good bones. If you know what I'm saying, <laughs> we're gonna come in way above asking price. If you know what I'm saying, <laughs> your chest cavity is gonna be an open floor plan. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> There's going to be some remodeling happening <laughs> with your face, if you know what I'm saying. Your face is going to be a fixer-upper, if you know what I mean. Inside of your skull, there's going to be a lot of natural light, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Brock Lesnar's going to kill you, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, we can't. No, 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 this is going in. We can't. This is going in. I know this is getting cut. No, it's not. No, it's so not. Bad. No, listen to me. Listen to me. This is going to go to court of law. And they're going to. No, no, no. Listen to me. This will be the best case of all time. <laughs> Property Brothers versus Broctagon will be in the Dude. legal textbooks for years. Man, our families are not going to come to the trial. No, no. Listen to me. Listener Daniel is a lawyer. He will get us through this. Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> also, I know a little bit about media law, guys. That's all I'm going to say. This will be the easiest, no reasonable person defense of all time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've we have 40 episodes of this drivel. We are fine. <laughs> we are fine. The jury's not even going to have to go to recess. They're going to listen to one cold open and be like, no, these guys need to be institutionalized. <laughs> like, we, are, we are setting legal precedent that if you talk about Brock Lesnar for 40 episodes, you can say anything you want. You can make any threat. <laughs> Neither of you guys are getting on Dancing with the Stars, if you know what I mean. I just assume they would eventually. I don't think they've done that. Now I got to look. <laughs> now that I say that all, there's no way neither of them have been on Dancing with the Stars. Okay, hear me out. The Property Brothers on Dancing with the Stars, but they don't get partners. They have to dance with each other. 
That would be compelling. Drew TV. Scott. No way. Season twenty-five of Dancing with it. the Stars. I knew it. It's an easy one. That's an easy one. <laughs> yeah, his, his partner was Big Bird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually know if that's a joke. I'm worried about this country. <laughs> we are not helping. Your face is going to be chipped with no gains, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be some serious backsplash, if you know what I mean. We didn't answer the initial question. We haven't answered any questions. <laughs> Can we just lightning round all of our questions and be done? Sure, sure. Okay. Let's do it. Brock Lesnar versus 100 Beavers at Home Depot. Wait, are the property brothers there or not? They are the leaders, but they are not part okay. of the fight. The, they, they, the property brothers are there for three days to help the beavers play <laughs> and, and build whatever they need to build. If you know what I mean. And then as soon as Brock Lesnar shows up, they vamoose. Okay. I got my number. What is it? Seven. Seven Brock times out seven? of ten. Yeah. It's a hundred beavers. If they all swarm him at the same time, like you could fight some of them off, but man, those teeth. I was just thinking all strategy, like how much wood they would have access to. But dude, just getting rushed by a hundred beavers at once. Yeah, that's tough. I didn't think yeah. about that. They could make like a whole fortress in three yeah. days. Yeah. They're all like wearing like wood mech suits. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a giant Trojan beaver kaiju made out of plywood. <laughs> Man, I was confident when we said the question it was 10, and now I keep rethinking myself. Oh, I know. Okay. I'm going to say Brock wins seven out of 10 uh-huh. against the beavers, but if you give him the, the BMX bike and the katana, it's 10. Okay. That, that seems fair. That's good. Right. I'll give against 100 beavers in Home Depot. I'll give Brock 8 out of 10. 100 still a lot if they rush him all at once, but he's way faster than a beaver, and there's enough around him where he could make weapons and kind of bide his time if he had to. Yeah. They could booby trap the aisles. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, the, oh I forgot I about like the property brothers. On the property brothers. Yeah. Oh. Dude, I, I forgot all about the property brothers booby trapping stuff. The first mistake in war. <laughs> I'll never forget when Sun Tzu said, forget not the property brothers. It didn't make any sense in ancient China, but it's aged very well. Plus, there's always that segment on one of their episodes where they booby trap the house. <laughs> <laughs> they go in the next day and they're like, yeah. All right, let's see what it looks like in here. And you just see like one of the workers like <laughs> with a spike through his chest, like <laughs> next to the wall, like <laughs> like Indiana Jones. Yeah, Debbie, what do you think of the terrazzo tile? Uh oh, trap fall. <laughs> <laughs> Jehovah's spelled with an I. <laughs> Indiana Scott or Indiana property. <laughs> <laughs> Kitchenette is spelled with an I. Go ahead. Take a seat at the breakfast nook. You chose poorly. <laughs> Indiana Jones in the Temple of Shiplap. <laughs> <laughs> the Temple of Rooms. Oh. So <laughs> no, Shiplap's way funnier. The property man shall pass. The property man shall pass. <laughs> They, like, take a mug off the island in the kitchen and, like, a boulder explodes through the attic and starts chasing <laughs> everybody out. 
the landscaper says, rakes. Why did it have to be rakes? (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Did we finish the beaver question? I think we did. Okay, we got to move on. We don't have time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, What is it? What's the next one? Ikea. Gazelles, yeah. Yeah, gazelles in an Ikea. He gets a 30 mile an hour gas powered hover round and a katana. Wait, how many gazelles? Two, and if one of them escapes, then he loses. And it's blasting music, like heavy metal. I got Brock three out of ten. Really? Yeah. Ikea is too big and gazelles are too fast. I don't think he has an issue killing one if he can get near it, but that's the problem. I give it to him five out of ten. I also give it to him five out of ten. Wow. Agree to disagree. So now we're on to the final question. What was oh. the final? Uh, the one that oh, we started with. A giant with. Pacific <laughs> octopus. <laughs> okay. What was Sean? Your official an- is your official answer. You lock it in a grenade and ten out of ten. No, I change it. <laughs> what? What are you changing it to? I change it to a cattle prod. Ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> no, like a searing cattle prod. No, 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 like the electric ones. Oh no, I'm thinking of a like a, a branding, branding stick. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. Now that I say it out loud, that's light enough. No, I I change it back. It's a grenade. Ten out of ten. <laughs> okay. Cool. I'll I'll stick with mine, bow and arrow, and I'll give it to him. Eh, I'll give it to him eight out of ten. So hold on, Cameron. Do you see two stereos in which an octopus successfully shoots Brock Lesnar with an arrow fatally? <laughs> no, it's not that. It's just that I I don't know how many arrows it takes to kill an octopus. That's a good. Yeah, when you talked about this originally, I felt like Brock would shoot it, and it would be like, oh, weird. I have an arrow in me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like they're just big jelly <laughs> monsters, you know? Yeah. My thought is, like, he still somehow manages to keep coming at Brock and, I don't know, suffocate him with, like, suctioning onto his face or whatever. Hold on. Hand to hand. How do you guys think Brock does against a giant octopus in the kiddie pool? <sighs> I, okay, zero weapons, nine or ten times out of ten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brock's good. Yeah. Brock's good. Okay. If the octopus can get into the deep end, I feel like he has a real chance. Yeah. He can drown Brock. Yes. He, he, he can like fully suction around him and make sure he can't, you know, swim away. Let's try to sneak up on him and the lifeguard's like, walk. Walk, <laughs> please. <laughs> Aaron, do you have your answer? I think just to fit the theme, I want to go like Poseidon's trident. Ooh. Ooh. I, I don't know that it helps Brock. It just sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, I think in the kiddie pool, I'll go eight out of 10, but. If the octopus can make a fight, a deep water fight, I feel like he has the advantage Yeah, there. that's a different mm. game. I like that it's Poseidon's trident, so they're just, like, getting ready to fight and accidentally, like, summoning tsunamis all around the world. <laughs> <laughs> like, lightning strikes the water slide. <laughs> oh, well, I guess cod don't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Another great episode of the Broctagon. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to keep sending us your questions and be sure to join us next week. <laughs> Guys, we got a great guest coming on the show. We've got fencing legend Aladar Garevich of Hungary coming on the show. He's here promoting his new book, Life After the Mask, How I Moved On from Fencing to Become America's Most Exciting Surgeon. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>